ready to do this? <laughs> me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. The seltzer really got you going. Cleansed my vocal cords. <laughs> Cleared my vocal cords. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, my friends. Thanks for joining us again. We are back. With another episode for you, we took a little bit of a break. Uh, yeah, the week before last was a lot with like two things to to do in a few days. It was definitely a lot. But before we get into that, I think it's uh, a mental health checkup time. How are you doing? Um, I think I'm okay. I think I'm on a little bit of a climb towards good. Mm-hmm. So I was low for a while. It was not a good time. Um. And really trying to get myself out of it. I think I finally got a little bit of traction. Um, I had my period last week. So anybody who's tracking my cycle, there you go. <laughs> we always got to do that. A uh, little check-in. Um, I ha- It's Aries season. So a lot of important people in my life born during this period. It's usually a good time for me. Not so kind to my bank account. But, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, work's been pretty average. That's, I mean, I feel like that's good. Yeah, like, average is good. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that's my mental health, I guess. My uh, packages came today for, like, my race gear. Oh, my yeah, 10K. you have that. When? Um, from Sunday, this coming Sunday, it'll be two weeks. Wow. Can't believe you're going to do that. Uh-huh. Me neither. <laughs> yes. I've done the longest distance I've gone so far is 8.5 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like a, a mile shy right now. How long is it? 10, Ten kilometers. A 10K. So it's like six and a half-ish miles. Way too much mileage for yeah. me. I, and my training plan doesn't ever have me run that far mm-hmm. until race day. So that'll literally be the farthest I've ever run in my whole life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What an accomplishment that's going to be though. Even <sighs> if you don't run the whole time. Yeah. Just doing it. Yeah. Right now I'm still mostly taking a few breaks, but I definitely feel myself getting stronger. Yeah. Which is like the craziest because I've gone through phases of running like my whole life um where it's never felt good and never felt fun yeah (laughs) and always felt like work but it's the best workout for me yeah of anything that I can do um so I finally am getting to that place and maybe this is like the distance people get this type of like feeling like the runner's high I guess Mm -hmm. that you when you when you build up to be strong enough to run this distance is when it becomes enjoyable Mm-hmm. which I don't know if that sounds even like fathomable to some I mean, people. I mean, it doesn't sound possible to me, but I know <laughs> that it happens to people. My yeah. good friend Kelly, she's a distance runner mm. um, and she does ultras and everything like yeah. that. And she is just a straight up maniac, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like she just has done like multiple a year. Like she's always signed up. She like signs up for things called like the death race. <laughs> Why would I want to run in something called the death race? Yeah. Like, no, it's a little too aggressive. I guess just to see like what your body and your mental like limits can be and like mm-hmm. how far you can push them or push through them. 
because I definitely, I go really easy on myself sometimes where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a little tired. I'm just going to walk right now. But then like some days I'm like, why would you do yourself that disservice? You're yeah. not dying yet. Like keep going. You're not dying yet. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're not at the point where you know your muscles can't take anymore or like your lungs can't take anymore yeah. or like, you know, you're just too dehydrated to keep going. Like why would you stop? Yeah. It's yeah. a hard place to be sometimes. It is. I mean, and like working out is just totally a mental game. My trainer just like explains all the stuff to me and it, she thinks it probably goes in one year and out the other. But I do listen. I do pay attention. <laughs> and if you're listening now, you know. Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> I listen to you. I don't act like it, but I do. Yeah. Um, But it's just it's it's a very mental game. And so I think that's why it's so satisfying and feels like such an accomplishment when you do do something like what you're about to do in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I can't believe it. I talk to a lot of people who are like, I can't do virtual races because I don't, I don't actually commit to doing it or commit to training for it. But I'm like, I spent money. I'm not going to throw the money away. Even though I did already get like the swag or whatever for it. I could just say like, yeah, I did it. But that's not that won't feel good to me. Yeah. Well, you'll feel like you're like cheating. You're a fraud. Yeah. yeah. So that's impressive. I'm impressed by you. I'm always impressed by people that can run because <laughs> I can run badly and I choose not to do it. Yeah. It's definitely something that comes naturally to some and some people really have to work at it. And I'm one yeah. of the people that does really have to work at it. But it's doing a lot more for me overall in my life mm-hmm. than it is the chat like the work that I'm putting into it is yeah. worth it I guess well how are you I don't know if we switch it up um I am doing okay um the last week hey that dog literally barks all the time yeah anyways I am doing okay The last week was really tough for a multitude of reasons. Um, My mental health was not in a good place. Um, I think we kind of talked about it. I was feeling very low after my trip. And I think a lot of it was just like realizing like that's the only thing I've looked forward to for three months. Yeah. And now I don't have anything else to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And there was just all this stuff coming out that even though like people are getting vaccinated, that life's still not, you know, stuff's still not going to be reopened. Right. And I was just feeling very like, God, this is going to be life forever. Yeah. And it's hard coming to like that realization. And I've always talked about it. Like, I don't want to go. I don't think we'll go back to normal. And I don't necessarily want to go back to normal, but mm-hmm. I need something better like than this. Than this. Yeah. And so for like professional, you know, um, public health officials and everything being like, that may not happen. It was just like, well, what's the point then? Yeah. Um, and so it was just a very, very, very low week. Um, and then on top of that, there was the shooting in the Asian owned spas in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, And those of you who do not know me on a personal level may not know this, but my dad and my stepmom, who is Thai, straight from Thailand, they own a spa in downtown San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just really hit very close to home because not very close with them. Um, It's never been easy to be close with my stepmom because she is 
from Thailand, like English is her third language, not even her second language. Yeah. Um, and so I've always struggled to connect with her and she's still a very, she's like the sweetest person I've ever met. She's the most caring person. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> if she can help you, she will do whatever she can to help you. Yeah. Um, and so I like, have always like enjoyed being around her and everything, but we just haven't ever been close. Mm-hmm. But it was very like surreal feeling being like and not realizing how she could be targeted and she could be easily targeted because she doesn't speak English that well. Yeah. And she's been in the United States since 20 or 2008, but it's still foreign to her. Right. She still struggles and still like doesn't know the right words to say and still doesn't understand everything. Um, And so I've always, always been concerned about how people might treat her or take advantage of her. Um, and there's been times that I've picked her up from downtown San Diego and driven her home up in Alpine Mm -hmm. because she said she would take public transportation. And I'm like, you're not taking public transportation at 11 o'clock midnight from downtown, from downtown. Like it's just, and this was before even something like this had happened, you know, and before I had really opened my eyes to the amount of violence that is happening towards Asian mm-hmm. Americans um and so that was just really hard and so like I've reached out which isn't easy for me mm-hmm. but so I did and you know it's just it's hard continuing when I'm not personally affected yeah. by these things mm-hmm. but I know people that are and I just kind of feel I just kind of feel helpless yeah and then That's definitely on top of that, then there's like another mass shooting. And it was just it was a really hard week to believe in like the humanity. humanity. Yeah. And to think that, you know, if the pandemic ends and we are able to return to some sort of normalcy, that it includes mass shootings and it includes violence against right. minorities and like public larger gatherings. Yeah. And just people kind of lowering their defenses or their like their shields of like protection because we are so desperate to get back to the before times absolutely you have to be ever vigilant I guess while still while still wanting that yeah connection that human connection yep and it's it's hard like I said because like the situations don't directly affect me, but I, it's very, very easy for me to put myself in those shoes of people who have experienced that. Um, so it was really hard to get out of that mindset. Um, and it took honestly texting my therapist. I think I texted her every single day last week (laughs) and then like calling her and then finally getting to do like a video chat appointment with her and just being like, I just need to get all this off my chest there was a bunch of other stuff too, mm-hmm. um, but it really just took like opening up and just like saying all these things and being like, okay, I've said my piece. Acknowledging Now I have to there. bring myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And like what you were saying, like it's really hard to take yourself out of these moments when you're feeling very low. Yeah. And for you and I especially, there's no one else that's going to do it for us. And it was not easy and it still is not easy. Like there was another 
incident that happened today and I'm just like wow like can the world just like stop for a second just chill <laughs> like just chill like stop with the bad news for just a little bit that would yeah. be cool so Whew. trying to just get through it and focus on the good focus on the positive things that are happening like I don't know, just like being fortunate enough to still have a job and mm-hmm. to have good friends that I can turn to when I'm feeling this way. Um, getting to see a lot more of my loved ones getting vaccinated mm-hmm. and just the joy and a little bit of relief that they get when they, you know, have that moment of realization like that that they can see their loved ones again or that they can do something that they haven't been able to yeah for so long that's been bringing me joy that's a positive for me I've been escaping a lot into fictional universes so I finished Game of Thrones crazy it's so good like honestly I'm I'm very happy actually with how it ended even though people like shit on the last season so much and it's still not like the best of the whole series Mm -hmm. but it does like when you give it some space then you come back knowing how it's going, the whole series really does, like, show you that this is what's going to happen. Do you think it's because you paid more attention now to Bran's story? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Spoilers if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> Which, if you haven't, you've had too long to not watch I know. it, so you're probably never going to watch it. Danielle can finally listen to these spoilers. <laughs> she just finished. Um that uh what was i gonna say oh jamie lannister's story well i know that it was definitely like predestined he said that like the way that he would want to die is in the arms of the person that he loves and that is how he died we really didn't need the extra scene of Tyrion discovering them in the rubble okay like that was the dumbest part that's the only thing i'm going to shit on He already said goodbye. Like Tyrion already made his peace that they were going to die or that he would at least never see them again. Oh my God. He did not need to find them. Anyway. I feel like there is bits and pieces in the final season that they could have done without. But yeah, that's a tale for another time. (laughs) It was not a Game of Thrones podcast. (laughs) Um, I finished Midnight Sun. Um, which is the Twilight. I could not finish it. Edward's version. So, so bad. It's really tough in the beginning, which I can understand wanting to give up on it. It's probably, I don't even remember how far I got. Yeah, it's like, 25. Well, so, okay, I listened to the audiobook and it's 25 hours long, which is pretty long for an audiobook. But once he actually decides to like talk to her <laughs> as a human being, it gets better. And I will say, if you were a Twilight fan, there's a lot of good insight into the Cullens, like the other characters yeah. from Edward's perspective. What have I watched recently? Oh, I just finished the Winx saga on Netflix. Winx? Yes, they're fairies. <laughs> I have n- I've been not finding anything good on Netflix for a long time. So... Jim recommended it to me and he was like, you would love this. And like he was telling me about it and I was like, it sounds so stupid. And then I Googled it and it was like a Nickelodeon kids cartoon originally. And I was like, who, who does he think I am? Uh, and then I, don't it, know. It, I realized it's live action and it's like teenagers. And like I found this article that was like, if you're looking for Nickelodeon's, you know, kid cartoon, this is not it. Like type of thing. Like people were unhappy that it was so different. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. Okay. Is this like My Little Pony? 
Cassandra. Because so many adults are obsessed with My Little Pony. It's very bizarre. No, it's very like, it's so, like the themes and like the messages are so similar to Harry Potter. It was kind of driving me crazy. Like I was kind of like, get a new idea Mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're into like magic show like not magic shows shows about magic um there's like fairies Chris Angel <laughs> David Blaine <laughs> I am in Penn and Teller well. I'm so into magic I drives me crazy because I don't know how people do it uh it's mirrors <laughs> all of it yes <laughs> it's mirrors duh um but yeah so if you're into like shows about magic it's like a teenager show there's it I mean it's interesting I don't think it would be for everybody um and then I'm trying to think oh I watched a documentary series on HBO Max which is Pharaoh versus um what's his name Woody Harrelson is that his last name Woody Harrelson Woody I don't know who are you talking about is it Woody Harrelson? Am I stroking? There out is right a now? Woody Harrelson. Yeah, like the director, Woody Harrelson. Right? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Oh. Who is Woody Harrelson? I don't know. I don't. I can't. I know. I know Woody Allen. He is the creeper. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> minus my mix up. I need to look up who Woody Harrelson is first. Oh, it's who, the guy from Zombieland. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> We like him. Not Woody Harrelson. (laughs) We like him. We don't like Woody Allen. I watched the documentary Pharaoh versus Allen, which is about the allegations that he sexually assaulted his adopted daughter. Very interesting. Very, very one-sided. Like, it's very obvious that they made this documentary because they believe he's guilty he's still a fucking creep he's so weird like all of his movies involve young women and he's always a character that's like in a weird relationship with them he did end up marrying Mia Farrow who was his partner for many years her adopted daughter like that was 21 years old he ended up marrying her and they're still together it's very fucking bizarre yeah it just gives me the shivs and the heebie-jeebies I do not like him, but like I said, it was very interesting because I didn't know too much about it other than like the allegations. And um, kind of current event, but also like true crime. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Your Own Backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think, like eight or nine episodes uh, investigative journalism about the disappearance of Kristen Smart, which happened in uh, at Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. In 1996, I think. The way that this podcast kind of breaks it down um, points a lot of freaking fingers at one suspect because there's a a lot of information that points to him. Mm -hmm. And they refuse to talk um, and refuse to confess if that is what they did. I mean, I would like for the listener to make their own decision, but the podcast is definitely saying that like this guy did it and he's just refusing to talk. And the newest sheriff has actually started to, um, I guess as recently as like, I think last week, they're actually um, searching his parents. I think his name is Paul Flores. 
I don't know if I should say that because he's not convicted. They're searching his parents' house again, and they're actually digging up the backyard. That's crazy. We could have an answer soon. Yeah. So long. And on that light note, (laughs) talking about murders. (laughs) Oh, I have one more quick recommendation. Still airing. There's only two or three episodes, I think. But the real world homecoming oh yeah they all came back right so the very first season of the real world in new york all seven of them reunited they occasionally will show them clips or compilations of the discussions that they had in the original season and how it's still so relevant today like they had some of the first conversations about race yeah and racism and like was groundbreaking television for 1992 yeah. actually makes you really think about how far we've come or how far we haven't come. It's on Paramount, so another subscription service for people to get. But you can do a free trial, which I am doing. We cut the cord. You can't manipulate us with commercials. Now everything is filled with ads. Oh, my God. And we're begging to do ads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want us to do an ad for you, we'll do it. And if we had a sponsor, this would be where the clip would be entered. This is not sponsored by Cacti Spiked Seltzers, a.k.a. Travis Scott's Spiked Seltzer brand. But go to our Instagram page and watch the review video that we just recorded for it. Oh, yeah, we did do that. <laughs> Three flavors. And while you're there, follow our Instagram, then go rate, review, subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. That's our sponsored ad for this week, brought to you by some dumb chicks drinking cacti spike seltzers. Now back to your regularly, regularly scheduled content. <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Victoria? This week... We're talking about, it's not an app. I don't even know what to call it. No, they won't let it be an app. Yeah. um, We're talking about a social media platform. I don't know that it's a platform of something. Yeah. Anyways, we'll just get to the point. We'll stop. Can you guess? (laughs) You have three guesses right now. This week, we're talking about OnlyFans. Also known as Lonely Hams. (laughs) on tiktok you can't say or mention anything about OnlyFans, so they've gotten really creative about plugging their lonely hams okay where i'm i have something written down about that specifically about (laughs) not being able to reference OnlyFans places Uh okay we got a lot to unpack there's a lot when you think of OnlyFans, when i think of OnlyFans. I always was just like, okay, it's a website for porn Mm -hmm. is, I guess, like my first thought, like when people were talking about what OnlyFans was. Explicit content from your favorite creators. Basically, what OnlyFans actually is, is it's just a platform. It's a website. As we mentioned, it's not an app. Mm -hmm. It's not allowed to be an app um, because the content on the site usually violates community guidelines and the terms and conditions because it is explicit or suggestive Mm -hmm. solicitation type of content. Often the reason why you got to go to your web browser app to go to your porn websites. Yep. And there's not an app for Pornhub. (laughs) No, there is not. (laughs) Uh, But so OnlyFans is a website where people go to pay creators they're called content creators still Mm -hmm. they go to pay creators to view their explicit 
photos, videos, engage with people that are doing things that may violate community guidelines on other social media apps. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily have to be explicit according to the creators. Correct. Um, It could just be exclusive content that you pay for. Mm -hmm. But because they have such lax guidelines for what you can and can't cannot post which you cannot post not a lot I don't know if that sentence made any sense (laughs) (laughs) I'm following you um it often turns into explicit content but that's not to say that if you wanted to be a contributor or a content creator that you have to be explicit or x-rated agreed they make a very big deal OnlyFans makes a very big deal of saying it's all inclusive that there's musicians there's chefs there's exercise enthusiasts I think is the exact word that I <laughs> read yeah I'm just like what exactly is an exercise enthusiast anyways um a fitness they, guru yeah they make a big deal of trying to make it seem like this all of this content is on there um and while that's true there are sh- I'm sure content creators and content that you can consume that is not related to x-rated or explicit type Mm -hmm. of activities from my research I've never gone on OnlyFans but from (laughs) my research and reviewing articles it seems like that's the majority of the content you're going to see and that's what's going to be recommended to you yes okay so as someone who has created a profile Mm -hmm. and may or may not have subscribed to one or two uh creators (laughs) um when you create a profile, you can be, you know, a sub, you can go in as it's all the same when you go in there and create a profile, kind of like TikTok. Like you got to have a profile. You can create if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, and you can subscribe to whoever you want to. Um, when you sign up the first time, the profiles that are like promoted to you or like recommended to you are all explicit profiles. And I, that's not just from my experience. I've read this from other sites as well Mm -hmm. or like articles about it it's like they they aren't pushing non-explicit profiles to people like you have to seek them out pretty intensely um in order to find those so the sex profiles (laughs) the sex worker profiles do better Mm -hmm. obviously um so those are the ones that are getting promoted yeah um and it's interesting because the the creator of OnlyFans prior to creating and owning OnlyFans, he also um, owned a softcore website. Customs for you. Before that, even he owned oh. Glam Girls. Oh yeah, Glam Girls. Glam Girls, and then he wanted to find a way to allow influencers to monetize their content Mm -hmm. because he knew he could make money off of that as well. So then he like created the customs for you, Mm -hmm. which was like the beta test for OnlyFans. Yeah. But it didn't do as well. um, As like Instagram does. Yeah. Well, the customs for you website was like people would pay and they'd be able to be essentially like the The director. director. Yeah. So they'd be directing people to do things. They would get to dictate their fantasies to their favorite 
entertainer or yeah. performer mm-hmm. um or get like the quote-unquote girlfriend experience mm-hmm. where they would be able to interact back with the person subscribing yeah um so getting not only exclusive content you're getting custom you're getting to demand your fantasies be created by paying for them Mm -hmm. and they're going to interact with you. Yeah. That's what a lot of X-rated or porn sites weren't offering was you can go and like, yeah, sure. You can watch all the videos of your favorite porn star. Um, and you know, you can enjoy their performance, but you're not getting that like interaction. You're not actually, it's one way. And a lot of the content creators that are on OnlyFans like have really had to be very creative in how they strategize, put content out yeah. because it became so saturated in 2020 mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. I would like to say that Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce are responsible Yes. <laughs> for I have a number here somewhere. So the Savage remix, mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion and Beyonce, when Beyonce does her um verse, they say like on Demon Time she might start an OnlyFans. So mm-hmm. everybody was like, if you didn't already know what OnlyFans was, you were going and Googling it mm-hmm. right away. Because if Beyonce is talking about it, I need to know. Mm-hmm. It is responsible for they were responsible for generating a fifteen percent jump in site visitors just since that song was released yeah i don't remember when the remix was released um but i know that a lot of they're not celebrities because when i think of who they are i don't consider them celebrities like influencers like i guess influencers but so in may of last year um Cardi B is the only celebrity, but Cardi B, like Tana Mojo and Black China were like the three prominent names who joined yeah. OnlyFans in May. I can't remember when the remix for Savage came out. It was before that, I think. Was it? Yeah. Because I, I want to say, I might be wrong, but I want to say that Savage remix came out and then it everybody was talking about OnlyFans. Probably a lot of people... Um, in like the PR world of these celebrities were mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of buzz going on about OnlyFans. We might be like early to jump on this yeah, because it started the buzz. The buzz yeah. had already started for subscribers. So people were like asking, people started asking their favorite TikTokers, their favorite Instagrammers, like, do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. So I think I want to say that that's the series of events. Interesting. But it could be the other way around. Maybe Beyonce um, was reacting to them getting on. Yeah, because I just feel like the Savage song, I don't know. TikTok 2020 was a blur. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. True. So the guy had created two other like versions or tried to create two other versions of OnlyFans, and neither of them were super successful. And then in 2016, he just went for it, and he just created OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a while, and no one just really knew about it. Mm-hmm. And so there were people that were already creating and put putting content out there that they were, were mostly like porn stars yeah that were the early adopters or like the beta testers for it i think um one girl danny hardwell or hard yeah harwood or something um was one of the first because she had a relationship with the creator and the first month that she started it she only made like 250 dollars mm-hmm. and then by 
November 2018, so still before all this, she made like $54,000 in a month. Yeah. And that's still, that's like not even much nowadays for some of the top porn stars or celebrities that have jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. I, speaking of like the pay and everything like that, I have a couple of statistics Mm -hmm. because I was interested in how much money you make because I've been on TikTok before and I've seen people bragging about how much they make and sharing screenshots and everything like that. And I'm like, wow, like how, like does, you know, like how is this possible type of thing? And is this that, is this the normal like income for anybody or only because you already had an influence? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we're going to touch base on that a little bit. And people Mm -hmm. have already, people who already have a presence getting on OnlyFans and kind of the effect that it has had. Yeah. Um, But so the OnlyFans website currently has 11 million content creators and they are adding about 7,000 per day as of 2020. Wow. I have a couple of stats within there that like after um, with lockdown hitting that like since a lot of strip clubs had to close down with COVID, strippers decided to go online. That drove it into overdrive like another time. So there's all these other contributing factors that just keep like piling up upon yeah the the popularity bringing more people in more than double the traffic hit from march to august of 2020 so once covid hit and then they got 24 million registered users and 60,000 of those were new content to creators in just march alone absolutely insane to see the growth that this website had yeah and like continues to have I did find it interesting because I I was really wanting to find out like the money aspect Mm -hmm. um so I found it interesting that the top one percent make 33 percent of the money um most accounts make less than 145 dollars per month that's not (laughs) worth your time so if that's the average like I don't know but I was um it's interesting though I kind of wonder like how much content the $145 a month mm-hmm. are averaging, like how much they're actually creating. Because I was reading that the more you create, the more you're making. So almost yeah. like stripping, like the longer you're there, the more money is going to come in. Absolutely. And I think and it's definitely skewed with the average like monthly income because the majority of creators, <laughs> I found this quote really funny. The majority of creators have zero fans. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's all these people performing for an audience of none that are putting stuff out well that's just wild and like I kind of find that hard to believe that they don't have one single person subscribed because like even on twitch like twitch is super oversaturated with streamers right and like obviously the popular people are getting the most money because they have the most people tuning in but like I was talking to somebody who did some extensive research about twitch because they were thinking about joining and starting to do it and he was like, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of the live now. And every single person at least had 10 people watching. Most I've ever had is three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was lying. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't a good night. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it could be like peak hours, yeah. peak time for viewership and stuff like that. But it depends on who else is like on and what they're playing. Cause it's just yeah. like, I have streamers that play stuff that I won't watch and I'm like, okay, bye. I'll just play myself then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, 
I kind of find that just like weird because I don't know. I just feel like there's so many people out there. I mean, you're telling me that there's a lot or how many million users did you say? 24 million new registered users from okay. March to August. Yeah, because I have a total of 50 million users. And you're telling me there's 11 million content creators and 50 million users, but not every content creator has a user fault, like, subscribe to them? I don't... I uh, Make it math. <laughs> make it math. Yeah, it's really confusing. But then, like, you know, the we're I know who we're going to talk about because she broke it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's all it's coming Uh, up because then it's like it seems like something I have in here is like each time some large celebrity name or person of influence joins OnlyFans, the regular entertainers, so the people who have been working from the bottom up or have maybe come from sex work, escort services, stripping, anything like that. Like this is, you know, this is their industry. Like they're making, they're trying to make it their own. Um, All of these people see every single time a celebrity or a big name joins that it hurts their income. Yeah. Every time. Absolutely. Because it's that whole like promoted profiles thing. Yeah. It's literally the check mark next to their name. Yeah. Like, oh, you already have influence. Oh, you're a celebrity. So we're going to show you first on the recommended list. I don't I don't know how this website works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we're going to show you first as like recommended for you. And instead of these, you know, people that are doing this for their livelihood and you're doing this for a hobby or for content. Yeah, and that's exactly where it becomes damaging to the community that built it. Absolutely. Um, And then the company itself takes 20% of the income that you earn. Yeah. They said it's only 12% after fees or something like that. They have to like inflate it a certain amount so that their actual take home is 12% because they have to pay, you know, all of these fees to different entities out there in you know corporate world um so they're they're saying like oh we only take 12 we really only take 12 percent yeah but you're still taking 20 percent yeah you're just only you're only going home with the 12 (laughs) percent 20 percent is still missing from my paycheck but what's interesting what i think makes this platform unique and maybe can withstand as long as like big corporate America doesn't continue to like steal it from them with like ads and stuff like that is that only fans like the corporation doesn't dictate the prices that mm-hmm. you can charge. They have a maximum and a minimum of certain things again, because somebody broke the system. Um, but you can decide your worth for mm-hmm. the kind of content that you're putting out and the scale within that scale um, that you want to charge. Yeah. So OnlyFans isn't holding like the reins or the big corporate America power there by saying like you have to charge this for this type of content and this for mm-hmm. that type of content. You can still decide. Or like you're a celebrity so we are going to charge more so people can see you type of thing. Yeah. I mean it kind of evens the plat- playing ground in that sense but it did kind of wreck some people's livelihood who had worked to get like the $200 tips for things where they put a cap on tips for $50. Yeah. I definitely think like the caps on those things are, were unnecessary. And I think if you work to a place where you've 
you've gotten that like over time, you should still be able to get that. Or if you were like kind of grandfathered into getting those on an average, you, you should still be allowed to get those. But if you just drop in as a celebrity and you're like, I want $500 per person for this when I don't like, I don't even need that. Um, I don't, I don't see that being fair where you're like, I just decided one day I wanted to like put one thing on OnlyFans and charge $500 a person and well, make. And it's just like, so this one celebrity breaks the rule and like fucks up your system. So you punish everybody. Yeah. Why don't just punish her and make it so she can't do that anymore? Like, I know you have the ability to limit certain profiles. Like, yeah, but then it's like this weird sliding scale of like who fits into that rule and who doesn't. I think it's just if you break the rule, you lose the privilege. Like, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. I feel like there should be a little bit of like an establishment clause. Like you need to have an established account for Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time, like work your way up into certain levels of access or levels of earning. Yeah. um, Over time, like there needs to be like a little bit of gatekeeping there, but punishing people who have made this their livelihood and worked really hard for several years, you know, the ones that came in in 2016 to make their plot, like build their platform and their brand on your platform. And then to all of a sudden, cut their income like that their normal income it's definitely not fair yeah and this is a different celebrity but not the one that broke everything (laughs) um so black china is credited as being like making the most money i think she's at 20 mil from really? OnlyFans. What? I don't even know what Black China looks like. Um, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> um, but, and I was reading something that the majority of her income is because when she first started on OnlyFans, her subscription price was really expensive. Huh. She's lowered it and it's $20 now, which is still pretty pricey. Like there's people, there's even celebrities that are on there that are like $5.99 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so hers is $20 a month now. I don't know what it was originally, but that's the reason that she's made so much money is because she charged a shit ton at first and she was one of the first, yeah. like one of the biggest like celebrities to join the platform. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I guess we can just talk about it since we already kind of have, um, the dancing bitch who around. broke. Yeah. Dancing around her name. I f- mm. We love to hate her. I have never really had an issue with Bella Thorne. Like she's always kind of bugged me. Like she's always, I've always felt like she's just kind of like dirty and like grimy and like <laughs> always on drugs or something. Yeah. Um, so it's not like she's a celebrity I'd ever want to meet or like be friends with. But I've never had a problem with her. But that kind of changed when she decided to join OnlyFans and decided that she was going to charge a certain amount for nude photos, which was the maximum amount that the uh, OnlyFans website allowed you to do. So she got all of these people to pay it because they were thinking they were going to get nude photos of Bella Thorne. Mm-hmm. And then the photos that they get are her in racy lingerie. <laughs> um, That's false advertising. Yeah, I'm not going to. Why? And it's literally illegal. <laughs> and meanwhile, the amount of money that she raked in in the first 24 hours when she announced this was one million dollars. Yeah. And I think a two million within a week. Yep. 
insane. It had never for, been done before. For a false promise. Yeah. And so because she lied about what content they were going to get, people were rightfully pissed off and complained. And refunds. And they got refunds. And because she chose to lie to fans and promised them photos that she knew she, she knew she wasn't going to pose no, nude and give them to all these people, you know. Yeah. So she knew she wasn't going to do that. Um and so because that happened, OnlyFans started putting limits on things and they made statements like, "Oh, it's unrelated to the issue that happened with Bella Thorne, but it's like we're not fucking stupid." Yeah. We can put two and two together. Well, it's just I mean, putting caps and maximums and minimums on things, maybe, yes, that was the direction that they planned on heading in. Coincidentally, when she broke the system, it needed to be expedited to enforce this or whatever. But my problem is, like, the the refund requests are really what were damaging to their company and their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so why didn't she get punished for that? Like, where are the consequences for false promises or false advertising mm-hmm. and taking money from people on the promise that you're going to give them a certain level of goods and not following through on that? Like, there's got to be contractual obligation from yeah. her to do that. I mean, maybe she just gave all the money back. Who knows? Who knows where it went, but like, I feel like the punishment for that should have been paid more attention to than like, now all of a sudden we need to put these caps and all this kind of stuff on people who are asking for outrageous things. Yeah. Well, and like the, the issue with it is I don't really give a fuck about OnlyFans. Like it's a corporation. They're making money one way or the other. Like they're going to be fine. My issue is like you're now affecting these sex workers who, especially in 2020, had not very many places to go to do There wasn't a lot of protection for them outside of this. And so because sex work is typically done in person, there are obviously like cam girls. Maybe there's cam boys. I don't know. Um, But there are like virtual things. But most of sex work is done in person. Um, and so when COVID-19 hit, like they had really limited options. So a lot of them were turning to sites like OnlyFans and then OnlyFans, you know, appeared to be working well for the people that were already on it. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of sex workers put a lot of effort into OnlyFans versus other options that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it gets oversaturated because there's so many people doing it. There's Mm -hmm. amateurs, there's professionals, And now you're having influencers and celebrities do it. And it just seems super unfair. Like, why do celebrities have to get in on their piece of the pie? You know, like they already they don't need any supplemental income. No. Uh, Like, (laughs) yeah, sure. People pay for it. So like, why not take the easy cash grab? I guess I understand that from a business standpoint, but it is. Very disrespectful for people who make this their livelihood. Absolutely. And it's just like not only are these people pivoting to now do this all virtually, mm-hmm. but they're most of them, maybe they had like Instagram or things like that, but it wasn't like their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like they're having to learn how to maintain their internet presence like 
on social media and now on OnlyFans. And now they just, now the concern is like their content's not even going to get viewed or broadcasted to get more fans, to get more viewers, to make more money. But like that's it's so symbolic of like capitalism. It really is. <laughs> and it's just... And it's just like, will we ever get out of that cycle? I don't know, because I was looking at something about... What was I looking at? Oh, okay. So it at the end of 2020, Instagram changes their terms um, of use, and they clarified what is considered suggestive content or solicitation, hmm. which in turn meant only fans couldn't market themselves on Instagram. Okay. So like you can and does that mean like no self-promotion of I think that so. site? I think so. I didn't get a chance to see like what shows up if you like search like the OnlyFans hashtag, like if anything does or mm-hmm. like what is kind of about that. All I know is that it hurt OnlyFans content creators aka sex workers because they weren't able to use their own personal platform like people even had to change their names yeah people there was one person who had 10,000 followers and she posted two different things within a week of the new terms and without even warning they just deleted her account yeah I've heard that too about connecting it to snapchat Mm -hmm. as well like if you mentioned anything like on your snapchat i don't know who's still on snapchat um, (laughs) anymore (laughs) but um if you'd mentioned anything in your stories and you were like somebody with a little bit of like influence or whatever that they could completely delete your snapchat account outright so annoying and it's like i get it we sign the terms and conditions it's just so annoying um but the thing is There's no one really protecting them. Like if they are an OnlyFans creator, OnlyFans has legal support for them if their content gets leaked. Yeah. Meaning they're not going to make money off of it. And I think there's something in like the OnlyFans like settings or something where if you're trying to screen record, you can be banned. Interesting. Yeah. But so there's not a ton of legal protections From OnlyFans, the one that's giving them this platform, the way that it was like talked about is so is that corporate America or like the rich and powerful corporations are continuing to profit from sex workers, but they're not offering adequate support for the people who are actually doing the labor. And that's continuously true for anyone working in the sex industry, sex work industry. Absolutely. Is it's just it's not like it's dangerous work. It's a lot of work. Like a lot of them that are putting content out, like what you were saying, it's very similar to TikTok. Like in order to beat the algorithm, you have to put content out and you have to do it and like keep doing it and you can't slow down. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like explicit or like X-rated content. Like a lot of them don't do that. Like Mm -hmm. they just put out like maybe suggestive content they're not just having sex on the app you know what I mean yeah but so because they're doing that like it's a full-time job for them like it's not like they're just doing it for fun for the most part Mm -hmm. and it's not like they have the resources like most influencers or celebrities do like a team to help them do it yeah I was watching some tiktokers live but I think it was through Instagram because I'm pretty sure they couldn't have talked about it on tiktok anyway um, and somebody was like asking them, like, do you have an OF account, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, 
I don't, she, they were like, I have one, but I haven't made it public yet because I'm waiting to hit a certain number of subscribers or followers on TikTok before I like quote unquote launch it so that it already has some traction mm. from the first post. Got it. So for them, like their strategy was to like already kind of be a level up in influencer terms rather than kind of starting from ground zero in the platform itself. Which is yeah. an interesting strategy. I mean, maybe that's why those people, <laughs> there's so many user or people with zero fans because yeah. they just didn't. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. I know, but it's like. You made me question it. Part now. of it is um, like these people are already sort of exhibitionist to be, to be willing to put themselves on, on a platform like this. And even with like becoming a, Instagram influencer or TikTok, a famous TikToker, like you already have to be an exhibitionist. You want people to watch what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like, how exploitative are you going to go? Yeah. With it. I don't know. I just have notes about all the celebrities that joined and Mm. it just celebrities will never like face like the dangers of being an actual sex worker and so I just feel like they're reaping the benefits of this being like a hot topic and it blowing up because of COVID you know like there's obviously other factors that contributed to it happening but I don't think there'd be this many people sitting at home watching it on their computers if COVID had not happened. Totally Uh, I was watching something about like the loneliness of OnlyFans mm-hmm. and this weird paradox that's kind of happening with, and I hate to make this like gender specific, um, but the majority of sex workers are female with male viewers and mm-hmm. subscribers. So uh, unfortunately, that is kind of like the stereotype or the norm or like statistically kind of backed up. So what I'm going to say is like this weird paradox where like, men of you know age 18 to 40 Mm -hmm. are like the statistics show that they are dating less or in relationships a lot less than they used to be what used to be means I don't really know I'm just going off of this YouTube video I watched um and so they're going online to get their affection Mm -hmm. to get their you know sexual urges out all those kinds of things and then Women are, or the entertainers are seeing how easy it is to make money off of offering online affection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're also like adversely seeing the effects, like where if they are a sex worker or are, are an online explicit content creator, that it's really hard to actually maintain real relationships, mm-hmm. like romantic relationships. So it's yeah. like we're almost like driving each other apart from the human connection. Yeah. It's very Black Mirror-esque. And I think a lot of that does have to do with COVID right now. Like we were kind of seeing the trend, right? But we just almost hit like overdrive with like going online for human connection. Yeah. So we're just going virtual with all of it. And it's very strange to see. Just to see how, like I said, it like went into overdrive. So we're like all of this stuff feels very like it should be more distant in the future mm-hmm. or things that we've seen in sci-fi like Black Mirror and stuff. Yeah. Not really 
actually happening right now. I think the level of it actually happening is so much deeper than we actually know. I did find something that quoted a a male OnlyFans creator. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he was he was I think he was a stripper and he was like a model like he lived in New York City like he did a bunch of gigs just to make money type of thing like a go-go dancer and stuff yeah and so he was actually offered to do porn and he was like yeah the paycheck sounded nice but I just didn't feel like having sex with random strangers Mm -hmm. so like I was looking into other options so he was basically like yeah I make as much money doing online go-go dancing as I do as they were going to offer me to do the porn, you know? Right. And so he's like, and so now I don't have to potentially like put myself in a dangerous situation because there's not, not to say that the whole industry is like this, but there's a lot of stories about bad people being involved in porn and taking advantage of the Mm -hmm. people they get to do it. Um, Yeah. But it's also like, I think one of the first questions people ask when, they don't understand why OnlyFans is so popular and like why people would pay for content that may or may not be sexual. It's like porn is free online, Mm -hmm. like everywhere. It's not hard to find. Yeah. And even with like the days of Tumblr and Twitter after dark and stuff, like as teenagers, our generation growing up, we were like, we found our porn pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Why would we start to pay for it when it's less porn yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know but it's like you're paying for that that back and forth where you're there they have the ability to interact back with you not to say that they will but there's at least like that extra level of intimacy with the people that you're paying and that you can request custom things and get your money's worth for that we're not paying for porn yeah we're paying for a level of closeness to somebody that we admire it's a weird like middle ground because like this guy was saying he was like i'm not a prostitute but i'm not a porn star like i'm somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. of like i'm still entertaining people like i'm still you know connecting with people Mm -hmm. sometimes in a sexual way he's like but I'll go weeks without posting anything sexual you know so it's just like a weird I don't know it's just like OnlyFans is such a weird phenomenon to me because we've never seen anything like it before and And it it was just like this weird series of of events that made it viable for your average Joe to get involved but my final thoughts about OnlyFans because we talk a lot about sex workers is to clarify the difference between or recognizing the differences between sex work and human trafficking Mm. I think that it gets jumbled and a lot of people can think that they mean the exact same thing. Mm. Um, I think that when people hear the word sex work, they assume that it's against their will. And so I think it's important to recognize and to understand that sex work, the like the term itself means that it is consensual. Like it's something they're willing to do. Mm-hmm. It's something that they're usually choosing to do. But the difference is that sex trafficking typically comes from like coercion and force and it's against their will. And Mm -hmm. somebody that somebody can start in sex work like willingly, 
but ultimately become a victim of sexual or like sex trafficking. And so it's a huge thing that I think we as society have to work on distinguishing and recognizing and protecting those people from once it becomes against their will and against something they're choosing to do. Yeah. Or they're not, they're not, they're no longer getting, you know, the benefit or being treated fairly and somebody else has dominion over what they do when they do it, what they're creating mm-hmm. um, and how much they're taking home at the end of the day, if any. That's where it becomes an entirely different beast. I agree. Um, it's a good and point. I, like sex trafficking is very like prevalent and I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done and a lot of um like taboo breaking that we need to do around it mm-hmm. while still continuing to educate ourselves on like the dangers of it and where it becomes human trafficking and sex trafficking and I think a big part of getting to that point is to decriminalize sex work yeah. Um, there's still a lot of laws. There's still a lot of conversations with politicians about the topic. There are countries where sex work is completely legal and there's no laws against it. United States is not one of them yet. I don't know if it ever will be. But really, until we're able to decriminalize sex working, we're not going to be able to like improve the quality of life for these people. Like it's going to be a constant uphill battle. Like we talked about, they've had their Instagrams taken down. They can't talk about it across their multiple social media platforms. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I think that's a huge part is like, it has to be done. Like there has to be laws that go into effect that make it so they're not scared or they're not like hurt by the laws, I guess, because they're still making an income. Like I said, it's, it's a lot of willing participants that are on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. No one's forcing them to do it, I hope. And then the other part is just like meaningful involvement with sex workers and with organizations who represent them. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there. Like I literally just searched sex work organization and so many popped up. And a lot of them, their goals are to support those who are working in the sex industry, but also to support those who are victims of sex trafficking or that, you know, their sex work turned into maybe illegal or, you know, very inappropriate situations. Yeah. And definitely those that we need to be able to protect them when fans become predatory mm-hmm. and when stalking and harassment and violence and stuff like that the obsession is taken too far off of the online and into their real lives like we also need to make sure that these people who are content creators are protected in their own mm-hmm safe space um so there definitely needs to be a lot more support it'll be interesting to see like how OnlyFans handles it because I think their platform is going to continue to grow for a while I don't know what the answer is to help make it more fair for more amateur maybe content creators but I think something you know there's got to be a solution in there somewhere because it's important for them to have the space to go to do some to do their work safely but to also not feel as if like there's no point because they're celebrities or influencers yeah and I mean I don't know I just feel like 
like we talked about like celebrities and influencers like just stick to your lane yeah like stop trying to get in everybody's pot and like you're it's just it's so annoying like (laughs) stick to the one thing you're good at and like you're good like we'll still support you you're still gonna be able to go to Bora Bora and whatever for instance like there's only one Kim Kardashian like yeah. none of these other people on OnlyFans are going to be Kim Kardashian, you know? Yeah. So it's just like there's room for all of us and what you're good at. Not everybody else is going to be good at and that's fine. But like it just drives me crazy. Like just fuck Bella Thorne. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Yeah, it was a long one, but we it had a lot a to say. Definitely. I think it was good. I like the the arc that this month's topics have taken. <laughs> From rice purity to online dating and drunk history oh, and yeah. sex work. Yeah. And who knows what's next? We don't. We have um, not planned the rest of the month. Our lives. <laughs> That's true as well. I don't even know. We have all the love for our listeners and... We really do appreciate you guys interacting with us or We appreciate all 205 of you. Oh my gosh, 205. Woot woot. Woot woot to all of you. Um, let us know what else you'd like to get our perspectives on as dumb chicks out there living our best life. And as always, don't forget to be kind to yourself. And please be kind to others. Please, please, please. We all need a little bit more of kindness right now.